This is the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode number 89, the solo series. Welcome, welcome everybody to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show. Cassandra Vaughn here. Actually, Cassandra Vaughn Worsley. I got married a little bit ago, so I'm sure when you listen to this episode, you're like, wow, every time Cassandra comes back to She Runs the Show, something is different, and you would probably be right. I always say to my friends, I've lived nine or ten lives at least, and I will always have some new adventure, new story, new thing going on in my life. Uh, sometimes it's La Vida Loca, and sometimes it's absolutely fabulous, but either way, it's an adventure. So I, I just got married to a wonderful, amazing man, and so we are we are experiencing life here in Wyoming. I don't know if a lot of you know, but we moved from Utah to Wyoming a few months ago, and I've got to tell you, it has been the best, one of the best decisions that uh, that we've made. And Wyoming is a beautiful place and we live in a tiny town, 2,000 people, and we're building a beautiful home next year. So life is good. Uh, I'd say life is, is filled with its ups and downs. The one thing that's interesting as I get older, and I'm going to be 40 this coming January, as I get older, the thing that I'm learning is nothing is perfect. Nothing is perfect. You know, I I think if that's one message I could get out there in this episode to women entrepreneurs everywhere, and if you're listening to this episode, you know that She Runs the Show is about helping women entrepreneurs have both businesses that thrive and relationships that rock. And one of the reasons why I made the mission of this podcast and of SheRunsTheShow.com to be this idea of women can have both, not at all. I didn't say women could have it all. That's a whole other discussion. But that we can have both as entrepreneurs is because it's so important for us to get that we don't have to wait to be perfect to start our businesses. We don't have to wait for the stars to line up and for things to be right and and for everything to go our way because more than likely, when you get to a spot where you feel like, man, everything is kind of smooth and is going good, the next thing you know, something happens. And not that the something has to be a bad thing, but we're always getting contrast in life. We're always getting experiences that help us grow, that help us develop, that that allow us to develop strength, but also to establish composure no matter what's going on. And so when you listen to these episodes, I want you to understand that I'm, I'm pretty intentional about I want She Runs the Show as a podcast to be about reminding you who you are as a woman, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, even if you haven't started your business yet. I want this podcast to be a place where you come to when you just need that reminder that says, I can do this. I can do it. It's possible. I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to have all this money or all this time. I can build a business even if it's part-time at first. I can be successful in business without sacrificing my life, my family, the relationships that are important to me. That's why the mission is very simple, to help women entrepreneurs have both businesses that thrive and relationships that rock. And the thing that I'm learning every single day, every single year, is that it's never perfect. It's never perfect. There's always going to be something that's not going well, and there's always going to be plenty to look at that's going divinely right. 
And it's so important to, to recognize and appreciate the divinely right things that are happening every single day, while also embracing the contrast and the difficulty and the trials and the tribulations, because they're not happening to you, they're arriving for you. And that's one of the things that I, I continue to learn as things go up and down and, and they come at me and they come for me. And so I hope you're learning that as well. So let's get down to the business of today's episode. I went off on a little bit of a tangent. So again, uh, newly married, you may see me in the future change just the branding from the standpoint of right now I'm doing Cassandra Von Worsley hyphenated so everybody knows it's still me. But at some point down the line, I probably will change it to Cassandra Worsley. So just so you know, you can always go to CassandraVaughn.com and find me. You can also go to CassandraWorsley.com and it will take you to CassandraVaughn.com and find me. So let's talk about today's episode. This is a topic that is so near and dear to my heart. I love Brene Brown. I love Rising Strong. I love Daring Greatly. I think this is something... And, and having written so many books about how to turn your fear into fuel, for those of you who know my work, you, you know the kind of books that I've written about transforming fear, about being a fear alchemist. For those of you who are new to me, you can go to overcomingfearbooks.com and find all of my eBooks on turning fear into fuel on Amazon. And in fact, I'm writing a book now called Finding Your Fire. And the whole title of the book is Find Your Fire, a guide to rebuilding your confidence, rediscovering your power, and expanding your courage every single day. So when I tell you that the topic I'm going to talk about today is one that means the world to me, A, because I think at the heart of of building a business, we need our fire, we need our courage, and two, because it's so easy to lose that fire. It's so easy to get caught up in life and lose that courage. And so today's episode is asking a very important question as entrepreneurs that I really want you to think about. And here's the question. What does it take to be courageous in business? You know, a lot of people, you know, we, we attend webinars and we go to trainings and we buy books and we listen on Audible. I, I have so many books that I love on Audible. My favorite book right now and has always been and, and may always be my favorite courage building book is The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. I even did a whole podcast episode on She Runs the Show about The 10X Rule. But what I want to ask you today and, and what we're talking about in this episode is how, how do you be courageous in business? And I, a lot of this episode is, is drawn from the book. It's a classic book, right? Uh, it's drawn from Brene Brown's work, but it's also drawn from this concept of you've got to be courageous whether you feel like it or not. You've got to be courageous whether the fear is there or not. So let's talk about what does it take to actually do that? Because a lot of people listen to this, and, and again, motivation and what... We'll, Another book that I'm writing is The Five Myths of Motivation, but that's a whole other episode. Um, A lot of people think that courage replaces fear, or courage exists when fear isn't there. And so I want to debunk that whole thing. So let's talk about that. What does it take, especially if you're beginning a new business, especially if you come from a family where everybody's a nine-to-five employee, nobody gets this whole entrepreneur thing, let alone an online business thing, and everybody's looking at you like you are out of your mind for wanting to be successful in business. What does it take 
to be courageous in business. I'm going to give you a few points today in this episode. Number one, and this is one where I think as women entrepreneurs, we kind of struggle with this one. In order to be courageous in business, especially if you're new, if you don't know how to do this thing, and most of us don't, doesn't matter how many businesses we've started. The first thing you've got to do to be courageous in business is you've got to separate courage and self-worth. This is... A lot of us have so defined our ability to be brave, our ability to take courageous steps, our ability to risk based on whether or not we think we're good enough to do it, we're worthy enough to do it. And Brene Brown covers this beautifully when she says in Daring Greatly, when our self-worth isn't on the line, we are far more willing to be courageous and risk sharing our raw talents and gifts. And then she goes on to say at a later point, the bottom line is that daring greatly requires worthiness. Here's the issue though. A lot of us are, are waiting to feel worthy based on the validation that we get from other people. A lot of us are waiting for other people to say, yeah, you would be good at starting this business. Yeah, I think you could do this. Yeah, I give you permission to start your business. We're waiting for people to say, it's okay for us to be great. Here's the thing about that. There are going to be a lot of people who you want validation from, who you think you need validation from, who will never validate you because they do not even validate themselves. So in order to be courageous in business, you got to separate courage and being courageous and taking courageous action from your concept of self-worth, your courage cannot be based on how worthy you feel in any given moment. In other words, there comes a moment where you got to say, I have to accept that I'm worthy enough to take a risk. I have to accept that I'm worthy enough to go out and do this business, even if I don't know what the next step is. You have to have a certain level of just blind faith that you are worthy enough to be courageous to then go out and be courageous. But if you're waiting to feel good enough, if you're waiting for other people to approve of you, yeah, that's not going to work. So to be courageous in business, number one, you separate the courage from the self-worth. You accept your own self-worth without the need for other people's approval. And you just decide that my courage is not based on whether they validate me. My courage is based on whether I accept my own worthiness, face value, blind faith, no questions asked. Number one, separate courage and self-worth. Number two, what, what does it take to be courageous in business? Second thing that it takes, here we go, number two, you got to separate investment from outcome. This is a really interesting consideration because in business, we're always looking at, okay, what are my outcomes? What are my conversion rates? How many people do I want to get on my email list? How big do I want to grow this business? How much money do I have to make if I want to quit my day job? We're always looking at outcomes. And in business, you've got to. At some point, you've got to look at the numbers, the data. You know, I have an MBA and I hated every second of my MBA program. Every second, wanted to quit several times. Almost did in managerial economics. The one thing that I so appreciate about having done that MBA is that it really taught me even as creative as, as I am, you know, writer, actor, producer, all that kind of stuff, it taught me to appreciate the lessons of business and to look at things like return on investment, to look at things like break even, 
so I could still be creative, but I could look at my business with the eyes of somebody who's looking at it through a business landscape. However, when we're talking about being courageous in business, there comes a moment where you do have to separate that sort of business numbers mindset, that outcome from investment. What do I mean? Brene Brown puts this beautifully in Daring Greatly when she says, what's worth doing even if I fail? What's worth doing even if I fail? It's a beautiful question because a lot of us, um, you know, the traditional question is, uh, what would I do if I knew I couldn't fail, right? And we think that's a powerful question because you go, well, I'm powerful and I'm unlimited and I can do anything and I can be anything. Notice at the beginning of this episode, I didn't say we could have it all. What I said was, is we can have both relationships that rock and businesses that thrive. The problem with the question when you say, um, what would I do if I knew I couldn't fail? You know what the problem with that question is? You're going to fail, especially in business. You're going to fall flat on your face. You're going to fail not just once, not just twice, not just three times. You are going to fail over and over and over again. And so when we set ourselves up by asking the question, what would I do if I knew I couldn't fail? The problem with the question is you're going to. And so if we switch that a little bit and we ask Brene's question, what's worth doing even if I fail? Then we've prepared ourselves mentally for the fact, you know what? I'm pursuing something that I knew from the onset, even if it doesn't work out the first time or the 15th time or the thousandth time, I still said I wanted to do it. I still said I was going all out. I still said I was being correct. So there isn't that deep disappointment when you fail because you decided before you even began that this was worth doing even if I fail. That's what I mean by in order to be courageous, you've got to separate the investment from the outcome. You have to decide what's worth doing even if you fail so that you can actually go all in your investment, going all in, not worrying about the outcome because you know what? You could fail. But the going all in kind of secures you're eventually going to win. The putting all of yourself into it, knowing that you could fail, knowing that you would fail, the investment piece kind of guarantees that you will win eventually, that you're going to be the last person standing, that you're going to keep going until you get there. But if you're saying, okay, in order to be courageous, I got to have a guaranteed outcome. I got to know that I'm, I got to know that I'm definitely going to make this money. It's definitely going to happen in six months. I'm definitely going to have a certain amount. If you need a guaranteed outcome, you're never going to put all of yourself in it. So in order to be courageous in business, you've got to separate the investment, i.e. how much of you you put into this business from your expected outcome and ask yourself, what's worth doing even if I fail? And this is what Brene Brown says in Daring Greatly. She says, you know what? The willingness to show up changes us. It makes us a little braver each time. You know, when we think about courage, oftentimes we think, I got to do these big, bold moves, right? Like, I want to start this business, so I'm going to walk into work today and I'm going to quit my full-time job. Uh, no, 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 no. Courage is not those big, bold, often, how do I put this nicely, irrational 
statements to the world that we think shows everybody that we're taking charge. Mm -mm. Oftentimes, courage are the small, tiny steps that you take every single day, consistently, persistently, that every time you just stay more consistent with the next day and the next day. It's the willingness to show up. It's the ability to say, I'm not in the mood today to write this blog post, but I'm going to get up today and I'm going to write it. Every bit of consistency that you put into your business, no matter how small the step seems to you, it makes you a little braver each time. So number two, to be courageous in business, you separate the investment from the outcome. Number three, in order to be courageous in business, you know what? And this is really important, and I'm going to talk about this in a future episode because Tony Robbins says this a lot, and you've heard this. You are the company you keep. You are who you hang out with. Look at the five people that you spend most of your time with. Guess what? That's who you're becoming. And here's the deal. It doesn't necessarily mean the five physical in-person people you hang out the most with. You may live like I do in a a town in the middle of nowhere with 2,000 people, And in fact, the place that we're building a home in actually has less than 50 people as a population, so even fewer. You may live in a place where you don't have access. You're not, it's not in LA, it's not in New York, it's not in Nashville. You may not have access to the game changers and and the most successful people. Here's the thing. We live in a world that is so technologically equipped that we can learn, and this is point number three, learn from other courageous entrepreneurs daily. You don't have to live with them. Go watch Grant Cardone's YouTube channel. Join his Facebook group. Read the 10X rule. Find the most courageous entrepreneurs you know of. Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, you know, uh, girl boss. I can't remember her name. Sophia. Maybe it's Amorosa. Find those people who you know are changing the game, literally, and follow what they put on Instagram and Facebook. Read their books. Listen to their books on Audible. You, it doesn't matter who is in your direct life. If you choose to learn from other courageous entrepreneurs daily, you will become the company you keep. But when I say daily, if you want to be courageous, you've, you've got to have in your ear the people who have done it, who are doing it. This is the way they live. They've made courage a daily habit, a practice. And if you surround yourself with that, if you listen to that, one of my favorite ways of, of getting in that daily courage, besides motivational videos on YouTube, and I love uh, Dr. Eric Thomas, the hip-hop preacher, Chase Jarvis has a YouTube channel show, what have you, Chase Jarvis Live, um, and he's also the owner of Creative Live, which they offer amazing courses. Chase Jarvis brings on some of the best guests you'll ever imagine, and he asks them questions about what their life looked like before, how they had the courage to move forward, what they're doing in their businesses, the lessons that they had to learn the hard way. Get those lessons. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Number three, if you want to be courageous in business, learn from other courageous entrepreneurs daily. Listen to it. Absorb it. You know, listen to music that uplifts you. Watch YouTube videos. Audible. We are so blessed with what we have access to at our fingertips on a smartphone. A lot of us aren't using them. We aren't embracing them. Learn from other courageous entrepreneurs daily. Number four. What does it take to be courageous in business? 
And this relates to number one, and yet it's different. So the fourth thing that you can do to be courageous in business is you've got to take action from the place of enough rather than scarcity. Here's my thing about the hustle, hustle, grind thing. And I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again, and I will be saying it for the next 25 years. I love Grant Cardone, and I love Gary Vaynerchuk. And both of those people really talk about the hustle and the grind. If you've got to sleep two hours a night, sleep two hours a night. If you work full time till five, you take a little break to have dinner with your kids. But from 7, to 7 p.m. to 2 a.m., you're working your butt off. And I, and, and I agree. There are moments when that is probably what needs to happen. If you're doing a launch, guess what? You're probably going to work more hours. If you're writing a book, guess what? You've got to find those two or three hours a day to write a book. However... There is a difference between forced action and inspired action. And oftentimes, the reason why you may be working in your business and you feel like, I'm doing what Gary Vaynerchuk said. I'm doing what Grant Cardone said. I am, I am working day and night. I'm not sleeping. I am drinking Red Bull. I am putting out as much content as I can even imagine. And nobody's buying my stuff. and Nobody's reading my stuff. And nothing's happening. And I'm not growing. Why is that happening? You know why? I'm going to tell you why. Because it's not what you do that determines the outcome. It's the energy from which you do it. Let me say that again. It's not what you do that determines the outcome. It's the energy from which you do it. So when you look at a Gary Vaynerchuk, notice in his videos, when he talks about the grind and the hustle, do you know what he says inspires him? It's not the money, and it never was the money. It was the challenge of doing this. It was the process. It was the work. Why is he as successful as he is? Because he fell in love with the process. So every hour he was doing, the not sleeping, all of that, it wasn't because he was afraid that if he didn't do it, he wouldn't be successful. He thrived on it because he loved the process. The problem is a lot of us, especially the newer we are in entrepreneurship, we're operating from a, if I don't work this hard, I won't make any money. And then we still don't make money. So you want to look at what energy am I operating from when I'm in my business? When I'm writing a blog post, is it because, man, I got to get this out there because I said I would do three a week because I have to, scarcity? Or is it a, man, I can't wait to get this out there. I can't wait for people to read this blog. Even if one person reads it and it changes them, it was worth it. I love sitting here and just looking at, okay, what image am I going to match with this blog post? How am I... Again, if you want to be courageous in business, you've got to pay very close attention to the energy with which you do things in your business. Is it coming from a place of enough or is it coming from a place of scarcity? And remember, it's always got to be inspired action if it's going to work. It's always got to be from that, I'm taking action from a place of enough rather than from a place of scarcity. Fifth thing that it takes to be courageous in business. And this one is a harder one for me. It certainly is. And, and sometimes I'm in this space and sometimes I'm not. And maybe you can relate. To be courageous in business, you've got to operate from the business you want not the client base you have. So, and I heard this a long time ago on a webinar when I was doing some webinar training and the person who was leading the webinar said, 
It doesn't matter if only one person shows up to your webinar or two people or it's just your family. You need to rock out every webinar as if there were a thousand people on it. How would you behave? How would you act? How would you approach it? That can be hard. Let's just be real about it. When you only have two clients and you envision a world where you go do a motivational talk with 50,000 people, the reality of where you are and the, and the distance to where you want to be, if you focus on that, it seems so great that how do you possibly treat your two clients as if it's a stadium with 50,000 people? That's challenging. But in order to take courageous action, you cannot stay in the space of this is all I have going on in my business. You literally, it's sort of like an actor. You got to take the role of I'm a CEO, I'm a leader. This is where I am. This is who I am. In that place with 50,000 people in the stadium, this is how I behave on a given day. And then you need to start behaving that way now so you actually get to that place. If you act in small ways now, that's what you're going to keep producing. So to take those courageous actions, you've got to operate from the business you want, not the client base you have. Now, that doesn't mean, let me just throw a caveat in there because I just, something came to my mind. That does not mean that you pretend like you have a multi-million dollar business and you get a credit card that has a $50,000 limit and you decide to take yourself on a weekend away because as an executive with a multi-million dollar business, you would go to Banff, Canada, or New York, and you'd go away for a weekend. So you take out debt to pretend like you're the CEO of a multi-million dollar company to take yourself on a weekend so you can feel like a CEO. Didn't say that. Let's just, let's just get real. I didn't say that. What I am saying is you need to operate your business like you're that multi-million dollar CEO. And let me just help you out with that a little bit. That multi-million dollar CEO works their butt off. That multi-million dollar CEO is looking at the numbers, the bottom line, the data. That multi-million dollar CEO is taking bold action. They're calling back clients. They're following up. They're posting things on social media. They're doing Facebook Live. Like they're all over the place. Why? Because they love their business. Why? Because they love their clients. Why? Because they know that the greatest source of increased revenue is not getting new clients, but retaining the ones you currently have. So, It's not about maxing out your credit cards and taking yourself on a trip so you can feel like a CEO. It's being right now the CEO of that multi-million dollar company and every day operating your current business the way you will there. That's how you take courageous action in business. Number six, what does it take to be courageous in business? You gotta believe in yourself completely, compassionately, and without the need for proof or the burden of past shame. I could sit here for an entire episode. I'm already going further. And if you know me, you know, I always say I'm going to do like a 20 minute episode and never quite turns out that way. So we've already canned that one. I want to say this again, because this is a powerful, game changing, courageous tactic for business. You have to have And and one of my favorite books for generating, if you don't have faith and confidence in your ability to be successful in business, one of my favorite books is a classic. Would you like to know what it is? Norman Vincent Peale's The Power of Positive Thinking. Now, this is not a book about being Pollyanna. This is not a book about pretending that things are great when they're not. 
if you really read Norman Vincent Peale's book, The Power of Positive Thinking, he's not saying that you poo-poo and, and pretend like everything's awesome and you be a Pollyanna. And even Pollyanna wasn't Pollyanna. That's for another episode. What Norman Vincent Peale says in this book is, you have to believe in you. In order for anything, no matter how bad life is, no matter how bad business is, in order for anything to change, the first thing that has to happen is you have got to believe in you. You've got to say, no matter what this is, no matter what this looks like, no matter what's going on, I believe in myself. Unquestioningly, emphatically, with blind faith, I don't need proof and I don't have to hold on to the burden of past shame. So you've got to believe in yourself completely, compassionately, and without the need for proof or the burden of past shame. What does that mean? That means you got to bet on you. That means you might have, you may have spent the last six months with not a drop of revenue in your business, and you still have to say, I'm building a multi-million dollar company, and I may not know how to do that at this moment, but I know that I will, I know that I can, and I know that I can find the way to do it. Doesn't matter if I don't know how, I'm not stopping until I do. That is the kind of belief in yourself that you need, and you need to believe in yourself compassionately from the standpoint of... I'm making lots of mistakes. Every successful entrepreneur does. They all do, even if they don't admit it. This is part of the journey. This is part of what it takes. And here's the other thing. You've got to believe in yourself without the need for proof. There are going to be plenty of critics out there who say to you, why do you think you can do this? Yeah, there's all these scams out there and, and people are selling you stuff and they're talking about how easy it is to do an online business and why do you think there's so many out there? Why do you think you're going to do that? You only have five people who've liked your business Facebook page and you know nobody signed up on your email list and you know how are you going to... Listen, both your inner critic and all of those lovely outside critics, you need to say one simple thing to all of them, including the one inside your head. S-D-A-S-U. Do you know what that stands for? Sit down and shut up. Now, you say that quietly to your inner critic, and sometimes you have to say that out loud to the people who won't shut up. Sit down and shut up. Don't talk to me about what you think I can do. Just watch. Five years, just watch. And you go out and you do it. But you're never going to get to the place where you quiet your inner critic and where you quiet your outer critics until you actually make the choice and the decision to believe in you completely, compassionately, and without the need for burden or without the need for proof or the burden of past shame. And let me just speak to past shame for a second. And, and speaking from personal experience, there have been things in my life that have not gone the way I wanted them to go. And I lived with the shame of poor decisions I'd made, mistakes I'd made, things that I could have done differently. And I allowed that past shame to keep me from my highest good in life, in business. I allowed the past shame to hold me in a spot of going, well, I don't deserve to be successful because I did that. I don't deserve to have good things because I didn't make the right decisions or because I messed this thing up or because I did something that impacted other people in a certain way. You got to give that up. And I'm going to tell you why I got to give that up. Because we all make mistakes. We all make wrong moves. We all screw up in life. We all do things 
we wished we hadn't done. And nothing about wishing for a better past will change it. Nothing about feeling shame and guilt for something you did before that you can't undo is going to make any of it better. What will make it completely better is for you to own whatever it was, to forgive yourself for whatever it was, and to decide, I will never be that person again. I will never make those mistakes again. And from this moment forward, I am living my life full out and my success and my happiness and my joy is going to prove to everyone who sees me that no matter what mistakes they've made, no matter what things they've done, there is always a new opportunity to begin again. There is always a new day. If I can do it, so can they. That's the reason you went through what you went through. It wasn't so you could be stuck in past shame and feel bad about yourself and and not give yourself permission to shine. It was so you could be a testimony to other people who've also made mistakes, who've also screwed up, who've also gotten it wrong greatly, that anything can be made new. Anything. But if you don't live up to your highest good, they don't get the testimony or the proof that they can do the same thing. Your life is an example. We're witnesses to each other. So if you want to be courageous in business, you need to believe in yourself completely, compassionately, and without the need for proof or the burden of passion. Final point to this episode. If you want to be courageous in business, And this by far is one of the most important. I'd say believing yourself is the most important, but this is a close runner up. And this is a challenging one for me, for sure. I'm sure for you, maybe, maybe not. You've got to trust the talent and timing of your life. That's a hard one for me because I'm impatient and I'm an overachiever and I'm a perfectionist all rolled into one. Always a recovering perfectionist, but it comes back in waves, which is why I haven't been on She Runs the Show for so long, because every time I thought about doing another episode, I was like, well, it's got to be perfect, and I don't have enough time. Yeah, whatever. Recording. (laughs) Um, You've got to trust the talent and timing of your life. Like, there comes a moment where you have to go, I trust the talents that God gave me. And I trust that they are going to be used in the way they need to be used. And I trust that they're in me for a reason and that they're meant to be there and that I can do all things. This talent was meant to be shared. It was meant to be used. It's not about me. It's about who it's meant to reach. I trust that. And at the same time that you trust the talent in your life, you also have to trust the timing of your life. It's not going to go according to your plan. I can't tell you how many times I've learned that lesson. I, You know, I become manager of the universe. I take on the role that's not mine. And then God quickly shows me, yeah, you're not manager of the universe. Sorry to let you know. Like, that's really not who you are. And then I resign as manager of the universe again. And then I take it back on a week later. And then I resign a few days later because I'm reminded again, guess what? Not on my time. When you begin to trust the talent and the timing of your life, you begin to look for the opportunities. You begin to seize the opportunities. You begin to take bold moves. You begin to go, okay, I don't feel ready to do this, but I'm getting clear signs and my intuition is telling me, go. And so when my intuition tells me, go, I listen now, where I didn't listen before. You begin to get, I won't say patient, but you begin to just fall in love with the process. You've been to go, man, this has taken way longer than I wanted it to. I wanted to be, you know, at this point in my business and now it's five years later. And you start to go, you know what? This is all part of the process. 
<laughs> it, I'm just going to love what is. And, and, and here's the thing. And it's in A Course in Miracles. Um, infinite patience produces immediate results. And I know you've heard me say this before. Infinite patience produces immediate results. You know why it produces immediate results? Because you stop dragging down the momentum of your life by insisting that it happened now. And the moment you surrender all of that, you go, you know, God, you know better than I do. And I'm just going to go with the flow and I'm going to give it all I've got. And whenever it happens, it happens. Funny how it happens faster than you expect once you surrender. But until you surrender, you feel like you're pushing a boulder uphill. So number seven, if you want to be courageous in business, you've got to trust the talent and the timing of your life. You've got to do that. So here's how I want to wrap up. And I want to talk about this because a lot of this, and, and again, if you're new to She Runs the Show, let me just say a couple of things that I'd really like you to think about. Number one, we are going to get to the season where I bring back guests on the show and where they, they share their expertise. And these are some powerful entrepreneurs who just, I mean, when I, I can't even talk about some of the guests I'm going to have on the show coming up, they're going to give you tactics and strategies. They're going to talk to you about uh, what specific things you do in your business, emails, conversion rates, uh, the spiritual side of business. You know, how do you tend to your spirit and your soul and all of that kind of stuff? Physical, how do you take care of your fitness? I have a number of guests who are coming to talk about that. I'm going to leave the tactics and the strategies and the, you know, the tactical aspect of business to my amazing guests that are going to be coming on the show. But whenever you hear a solo episode with me, let me tell you what I'm going to speak to. I'm going to speak to you, the inner you, the higher self you. You know why? Because at the end of the day, you could do every tactic or strategy in the world. But if your inner being isn't in sync with you, if you aren't really showing up, if you aren't being courageous, and if you aren't choosing you, none of the tactics matter. None of them. So I'm going to focus when I do solo episodes on you, because I know that when you get with you, and I mean the highest version of you, the best version of you, the you that is the CEO of your company, you become unstoppable. So that's what I'm focusing on the solo episodes. I'll bring on the guests to talk about the tactics. But let me tell you what, we get you in alignment with you, then the tactics work flawlessly. Flawlessly. So in this episode, we talked about this whole idea of of how do you be courageous in business? How do you do that? And we talked about the fact that, you know, you, you want to separate courage from self-worth. You want to accept that you're worthy, but you want to separate the need to, to have proof or to feel like, okay, you know, am I good enough? Separating that from being courageous. Just go out there and be courageous because you know you can. On September 23rd, I'm going to be hosting a free life training and I'm going to be in the room doing the training on this concept of courage and fear. In fact, I created this webinar just last week because I thought people need to understand that they don't have to be fearless to be courageous. And so I'm going to be doing a free life 45 minute training on September 23rd called How to Build Courage While Living in Fear. Very intentional words there while living in fear. Because a lot of people think if they have fear, they can't be courageous. Not so. I'm going to teach, and it's going to be a 45-minute total session. So you're not going to be in a webinar with me for two hours. 45 minutes, in, out, where I'm going to talk about how do you build your courage, whether it's for your business or for your life, for relationships, whatever it is. 
how do you build courage while living in fear? And I'd love for you to join me. So you can go and sign up for this free life training, 45 minutes, by going to tinyurl.com forward slash courage fear webinar. Again, you can sign up, claim your spot, tinyurl.com forward slash courage fear webinar. Be sure to sign up because I'm going to talk about things like why fear really isn't the issue. Fear is not the issue keeping you from building your courage. I'm going to tell you in that training what is. You're also going to learn the three most important courage building steps that you can take when making any major life change. I think that's where we get a lot of this whole courage versus fear thing is when we're we're moving from one level of life to the next, like starting a business or getting married or having children or getting a divorce. That's where we get caught up in, well, I can't be courageous because there's so much fear. Mm -mm. We're going to talk about those important courage building steps. And then I'm going to talk to you in this training about how to easily turn your fear into fuel and how more importantly to make courage a way that you are in life, a way of life. And then I'm going to give a free preview to everybody who attends of my upcoming book, Find Your Fire. I'm going to give it to those who are on the live call, on the live training, free. You get preview copies before it even comes out on Amazon. Find Your Fire, a guide to rebuilding your confidence, rediscovering your power, and expanding your courage every single day. So join me for the training, tinyurl.com forward slash courage fear webinar. And Join me for episode number 90 coming up next. So let me give you a little preview of episode 90. Episode 90, I'm just going to tell you the title of it. So in the next episode of She Wins the Show, the title is pretty simple. Can you stay hungry? Can you stay hungry? I'm going to talk about that in episode 90. I will catch you guys next time on She Runs the Show. 